So I have Andy. Give it to me. Makondwana. Makondwana. <laughs> Makondwana. I, I overshot it there. Just, just a tad of it. Yes, but yes. it takes a while. Yes. It takes a bit of practice. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Wonderful to have you here. Um, I'm just telling listeners that you're mm. with me. Tell us what we're going to talk about, and then I'm going to mix some quiz questions in, and then we'll chat. Yeah, well, for me, the one thing that has been pressing, I mean, it is Valentine's Day and all of that, but, you know, the pressing issue is that there are single people out there, and there's there's usually one particular thing that is very, very prominent in my life, and and that is that, you know, is is the 21st century man ready for the 21st century woman, where there is definitely a possibility and actually reality that, you know, women earn more than men. You know, is do types of relationships like that exist and can they persist through that particular context? So I feel like that should be something we should definitely delve into because, you know, um, we we as one, yes, we have our voice and we want to be empowered, but also we also need to get to a place where we can be together in a relationship and that is okay, where me being successful does not, you know, hinder your manhood or your masculinity. That shouldn't be something that is a pressing issue within the relationship. And what the interesting thing is when I when I when I was telling Koketsa what, what we were going to talk yeah. about later, he said, Oh, as long as the man is not emasculated and I said, No, no, I didn't mm. think that that's what you were talking about. Um I, I you know, because I understand that there yeah. could be some emasculating and Absolutely. that could be devastating in yeah. a relationship. And I mean, that that would be counterproductive. Mm. I'm talking about the sense that many men are taught when they grow up that you need to provide for Absolutely. family. And this throws you yeah. into a quandary because somehow you have this default setting and it's right? very difficult to unseat that. So we're going to talk a little bit more about Excited. that. <laughs> okay, so the first quiz question this evening is one... Uh, I don't know why I added this on because I I don't know the person who's the answer. But I thought it was an interesting question. Which rival TV cook labeled Jamie Oliver's shows tacky and gimmicky? Uh, Who played Virginia Woolf in the 2003 movie The Hours? Now, she, the BAFTAs were yesterday. She played with Dev Patel, who won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor over Moonlight. Uh, And... She, this this lady who's the answer to this question, um, starred in the movie with him. Okay. And then in which ocean is the Gulf of Ob? I mean, really, I put it there because I, I didn't know there was a Gulf. <laughs> and I d- it's spelled O-B in case, not Ob's, but Ob. <laughs> and then who starred as Lawrence of Arabia in the 1962 film of that title? Uh, the rig, the ringgit is the currency of which country? That's a ringgit with two G's. A ringgit. Oh my goodness! Yes, oh my goodness. Google is necessary. <laughs> what? No, no, it's not for Google. It's oh. for people to stretch their minds, oh my exercise goodness. their minds. And then, what number American president is George W. Bush? Just because you know, we can go back a bit. And then, who played the devil in the remake of the film Bedazzled? She was with Hugh Grant for five minutes and was we- mostly known for wearing safety pins to uh, some awards event. And then, um, which Hollywood beauty made her film debut in The Mask? It was some time ago, which is also amazing. Uh, then, which singer married choreographer Chris Judd in 2001? Uh, I know that. <laughs> of course you know that. And if you watched the Grammys, you would have seen that. Of course, if you watched the Grammys, all you would have known is that Adele won everything. <laughs> Finish and Clark. <laughs> and then, which country borders Kenya to the south? 
who created the secret seven? I always sulked as a child. I said I was abused because everyone didn't tell me fairy tales and read books to me. I was just had to fend for myself. Luckily, I found reading all on my own. Who uh, so that I was read, and then which actor wrote a short walk from Harrods in 1993? Uh, Pablo Casals became famous for playing which musical instrument? Who is living La Vida Loca? And then lastly, which flower became a craze in 17th century Holland? And it was not the rose, which everyone is buying um, because today is Valentine's Day. So, um, right. So here we have a situation. Mm. Do you think the fact that a woman is successful, do you think the guy is constitutionally put off or do you think he tries to make the relationship work and then is not able to admit that he struggles with her being better paid mm. and more uh, senior management, yeah. for want of a better word? I think it, there's there's so many issues and layers to it because particularly in South Africa, there's the the one thing that we cannot take out of of how we do and how we uh, practice relationships, and that's culture. You know, and culture is a very big important part as to how you are raised as a man and how you're raised as a woman. So just in that as well, just how you are shaped and socialized into being who you are, you're already told certain things about what your fate should be in terms of a union like a marriage like that. So particularly in in African culture where you are a man, it's very much emphasized that you need to be the provider. You know, your wife um, needs to be taken care of, your kids need to be taken care of. And if that is not the case, then you are less than a man, you know. And in a context where your, your wife or, or your girlfriend is, is earning more than you, then that's definitely something that's a big challenge, I would assume, you know, for a man to pretty much somewhat get over, also just to uh, work with as well in that particular context. But for me, what's what's very troubling is, Yes, if if a woman pays or gets paid more, who's to say you're still not a provider? It's it's that sense of I am solely responsible, um, and it also, and sadly, also mm. has this little bit of ownership. Yeah, that's which the of thing. course culturally, Labola would enforce. Yeah, I mean, not so much ownership, but more of. Uh, I think to this in this day, it's been pretty much warped into ownership. But I think uh, if you look into the nuances of the actual tradition itself, it doesn't really mean ownership. It means so- somewhat of a transition uh, of a woman into one household into another. So that's why there's a process of lobola to pretty much uh, thank the parents for, for raising this particular woman and also to... Uh, I don't know how to explain to compensate for the loss of income that you that the that the woman's um, family will now incur now that she has this new home she needs to also provide for as well if that makes any sense uh, so I don't know for me I, it, it's a huge huge problem because a lot of women especially in this day and age they are forced or pretty much at, at this uh, predicament where they say should I reach my be- full potential and then face the the reality of not being able to find somebody or struggling or should I do uh, the necessary jobs but not really reach my full potential but be with somebody you know it's, it's this it's, whole dumbing down absolutely uh, via Facebook somebody says I think it's more of a pride issue oh and yes. uh, and a misogynistic train of thought mm. mm-hmm. we are taught a man is a provider and the moment the lady does not need you financially because that's that's the important yeah. thing you will have to be more in, innovative in ways of adding value in the relationship mm. 
which is which is an extra pressure where you weren't used to. Absolutely. And it goes on to say, women were not allowed to work and were left to do all the domestic stuff. Mm. And this was even worse than Bantu education as it truly disarmed women mm. and made them solely rely on the man for finance. Absolutely. But, in, but truth be told, for as long as men are raised in patriarchal society, mm. it tells them that they are providers and their provider status is what entitles them to dignity, respect, mm. submission. Mm. That's that nasty word that's lurking there yeah. for women. Then they will always struggle with dating up because these women are more in the provider status than them. Absolutely. And that breeds insecurity and sometimes domestic violence where the man mm. lashes out. Um, uh, let's see. Lashes out. Um, I've just lost the end of that. Okay. But for me, I just find it very problematic that, you know, uh, someone's masculine identity is built around something outside of them. Does that make any sense? Where yes. my finances now... Uh, is something that impacts you and your identity, your masculine identity. That's that for me. It's a it's a big problem where we focus or we emphasize one aspect um, of you being a man, and that is so 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 pretty much heavy laden. That that's that's the only thing that people hang on to. Where there's so many other aspects that we should celebrate. You know, why don't we say if somebody does not take care of their kids, they're less of a man? But you know, it's 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 one of these things where you're just like there's so many aspects that we should pretty much also put up and also hold to a certain level as well and make sure that they also are uh, have have a certain way in when it comes to who you are in terms of a man as well. Uh, we've got two callers. Uh, Arnold, uh, well, let's get a male perspective. Please. Oh, okay. And then... Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> he was waving at me, and I thought that was so sweet of him to be waving at me. The, you know, Valentine's Day. So, so, so you didn't hear what I said. Um, okay, so we've got Arnold, um, who's who's adding into the conversation nice. from Senebosch, and Carla, who's uh, checking in from Joburg. Oh, cool. Um, Arnold, good morning. Let's start with you. Good morning. What's up? Good. <laughs> Um, oh, so listen, with the whole conversation thing mm. going on, I have a feeling it obviously had to do with the way we were all raised from kids. Mm. I mean, I grew up in a family that's very Calvinistic in the sense the dad is the head of the home and it's kind of part of your identity. It mm. shouldn't be, but it's. It, I was never told, listen, for you to be a man, you need to make a lot of money. But uh, it was kind of the subtext throughout my whole youth if that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, every single time you would see a man being praised on TV, in commercials, he had a tux on, a luxurious car, um, a high-paying job in some skyscraper in a city. I mean, that's what you are being told. That's what you need to get. That's the only thing you have. Mm. So, yeah, it all needs to fall down. It all comes down to the whole idea of fragile masculinity. And... <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a thing. Unfortunately, it is a thing. It shouldn't be a thing. I mean, what's wrong with the other way around, mm. as the guys have put it? It, it? I don't see any problem with that. I completely agree. Carla, what do you think? 
Well, hi there, first of all. Hi. Um, I think um, since the beginning of recorded history, you know, we've gotten used to the idea of the men being the provider and, mm. and, and the women being not the lesser, but second. And like Arnold said, in commercials as well, yeah. uh, the men is with the tux and is walking across the road and the woman is busy, you know, promoting a cleaning product. Mm. Uh, so those kind of things we've gotten used to, even if you're a millennial, you know, you get used to that. And especially in this day and age 2017 that's why the blesser phase exists because mm. the men have to be a provider and yeah. um, if they're not then you know like you guys said there's domestic violence and there's a, a lot of arguments about who should provide mm. sure mm. I completely agree with both of you. And I think the one thing that's, for me, that is is a pressing issue is that if we are all somewhat, or most of us at least, fighting for gender equality, surely we should get to a point where we are now at this place where a woman should get paid more. You know, this is something that we should have anticipated. But it's that word fragile. That's the tricky right? part. And this on Facebook, somebody says, as a man, I want to be the provider. Mm. So it, don't feel right. At, it's as written. Mm. Uh, providing for someone that do weigh more than you can for herself mm. and still do for you. I think we get the point. Yeah. Okay. And then um, men, another Facebook comment, men are generally givers by nature. It's not in them to accept assistance from others, especially women. We grow up being told and taught that a man is the head of the home and mm. as such he supports his family. <laughs> Malabongo is saying yes, yes. How can you support someone who can support themselves more than you can? That's the thing. More than you can. It's it's that ranking. Mm. Some men feel threatened by women who are in a higher bracket than them. And most of the time, it makes them feel small. But I also have a feeling it. Oh, mm. No, go ahead, please. Um, I also have a feeling it comes down to um, trying to feel needed. I mean, I feel like that's a human quality. It, it kind of comes down to that. Um, to confess, it does feel good to have someone need you, mm. even though that might not be the most healthiest option, mm. if you understand what I mean. Yeah. But I think that might be a cause of it. I don't know. I'm not an expert. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be better that somebody needed you because you were a man? And that you bought something that this rich, powerful, yeah. independent woman didn't have. Mm. And, and that she mm. wanted you. She didn't need you. She wanted you. Surely that's more heady than oh, somebody definitely. needing you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. I definitely agree with it. I'm trying to think what may, may actually be the cause of it all. And I don't know. It's obviously better to have someone want to be around you instead of someone needing to be around you. I feel like that's might even be a certain form of a very unhealthy um, partnership. Yeah. I think just throughout time as well, just men in general, whether it's in a relationship or uh, in a family context, they've had uh, very practical and tangible responsibilities and not so much socialized into have being, uh, having the emotional responsibilities where that's pretty much been the woman's role in the relationship. So for men, their responsibility would be taking care of the kids, uh, well, uh, financially that is, make sure that everybody's mouths are fed and, and make sure that they go out in the world and face the world and make sure that money comes in. Whereas now if you have another person doing that now you actually need to put in more uh, in the sense that you now need to be emotionally available for your wife your kids and to pretty much add more onto that particular spectrum as well so uh, it's it's a tough one it's definitely a tough one sure wow. call it Yes, um, I, I completely, completely agree because uh, with, with what you said now it's because I think if 
it's easier to be there financially mm. than to be there emotionally. Absolutely. So if you are not there financially, then you have to be there emotionally. Yeah. So rather give, I'm not saying that men don't have emotions and, and all of them feel the same way, but it's easier to say, listen, I'm going to pay the school fees, I'm going to pay the car, I'm going to pay the house, and you mm. take care of the rest. Mm. And and that that's more manly, you know? Yeah. Mm. There's a there's a wonderful moment in the movie. Of course, the Baftas is in, uh, currently in the movie Fences, yeah. and Denzel Washington has also been nominated for a, mm. for an Oscar for his role. Everyone knows that Viola Davis has probably got hers already positioned in her mind <laughs> uh, because she's probably going to win it. Mm. But um, at some point, the Denzel Washington's son, and by the way, Eddie Murphy, had bought the script and wanted to play the son until it oh, got. Wow. Ten years later, and he was too old to be the son. Sure. And the son says to his father, do you like me? And the father says, do I like you? Mm. I have provided for you. I have fed you. Don't Mm. ask me, do I like you? So it's almost as if the providing has been conflated with what your duty is. Mm. And there's no space for anything else. Yeah. Sure. And it's like you wear yourself out mm, doing that. Absolutely. Um, especially if somebody else perhaps, uh, you know, even if somebody doesn't earn more than you, mm. I think it's also tricky if the woman is deemed, notice I'm doing air signs, you can see that, yeah, yeah. but the, others, the other two can't, is deemed more intelligent. Ooh, that is also very tricky as well. But w- once again, why is something outside of you determining your masculine identity which is my big problem as well why isn't that something that you have uh, you have or you have a set of things that already determine that for you and that's solid within yourself but then why is it shaken by something else that's outside of you which is my big problem and also speaking on on the, the father aspect i too have been raised in a very patriarchal system as well however my father the way he raised us as his daughters raised us to be very independent and to really want to reach your full potential at any cost if it means to be single then you know what that's that's the cross that i will bear which is quite funny because he comes from that background yet does not want his daughters to you know, uh, live that kind of a life, which is which shows that there's an awareness that patriarchy is a problem. It's a problematic, and it really does stunt your growth as a woman in certain aspects, particularly in relationships as well. So it's quite funny that you know you would enjoy the the benefits, yet you don't want your daughter to you know to be in that way, which is sad. Which is true also as well. The interesting thing, of course, is that there are so many households Absolutely. that are run by women. Absolutely. Not by choice. Yeah. And there are not people who are earning big salaries mm. and they're not people who are powerful. Yeah. And so the irony is that some people are stuck with that, mm. if you like. Mm. But because it's not the top end, it's almost – and it comes to what you said – do the almost implication was that a woman can actually choose not to reach a potential as if it was possible yeah and it's the same thing sadly when you when you hear about young women in a schooling situation mm. and they say whatever you do don't be too clever mm. no one likes clever women mm. and so you you dumb down yeah. because if you're wanting to be acceptable you know and and you want to be with guys of a certain age yeah you keep that to yourself. 
It's really sad, very, very sad, because, you know, at the end of the day, you you want to level the playing field, you know. And uh, for me, I just find certain practices like um, um, initiation, I find that to be such a crucial, crucial um uh, what's the what's the word? Rites of passage. There we yes. go. And it's so important what those young men learn in that particular, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a week, two weeks. It's so important that you sow in the right, um, the right attitudes and the right right uh, values in them as well. Because the the issue of mentorship, you where where senior men mm-hmm. mentor young men, mm-hmm. it, it's it's the most beautiful thing if you think of it conceptually. But then how it's practically. You you know, done as well. It, it's it's so problematic because you have young boys and young men coming out with such warped perceptions of what it is to be a man, and that pretty much just perpetuates throughout their life as well, which is really, really, really sad uh, to to be able to see and to be able to witness and uh, to somewhat have no control over as well. So uh, for me, that really makes me really sad because that 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 for me is where the start of things somewhat starts. Of course, you already need to uh, coach you know young boys uh, into um, that as well. I was just touched by what you said there because um, I just also recently watched a movie called Captain Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, Viggo Mortensen's also nominated for his role in this. Nice. And in this movie, he homeschools his children. Oh. And at some point, the son says to him, I can't be in the world. I can't be with a woman because everything I have learned only comes from a book. Because, sure. of course, he's, they're kept out in the wild. Wow. And eventually the father gets to let him go mm. and he has to part, you know, part some, impart some wisdom yeah. to the son who is telling him, I only know about books. And mm. he's been ridiculed because he doesn't know how to interact with women. And so they're, they're standing there and this is all he says to him. He says, when you have sex with a woman, be gentle and listen to her. Wow. Always treat her with respect and dignity, even if you do not love her. Sure. That's it. Wow. That was what he said. Always treat her with respect, respect. and dignity. Even if you don't love her. Wow. So the implication was that, you know, it's not all going to be beer and skittles. Absolutely. And isn't that what you need? Absolutely. Something simple. Um, gentle and mm. listen. And respect. Because I think, that's I think if you're listening to the woman, she would say it's... You know, it doesn't phase her mm. that she's earning more. Yeah. Um, and even if she's taking care of mm. her partner, I, that that's not the issue. Yeah. But will, what will be the issue is if he's got a problem with it and he doesn't know how to say it. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you would think that if you're in a relationship that uh, you would want each other to fulfill your best potential and that that is that your union represents that where you two as a unit, that is where you guys push each other and you want each other to pretty much win and to achieve your best potential. If Even if that means that, you know, the woman earns more than, than the husband, the husband should be able to feel as if like, you know, OK, you know what? It's cool. My wife is living her best life. And mm. that for me makes me happy that makes that gives me pride you know right. you would think that that's the case and i'm pretty sure that that definitely is the case in some rare very rare uh, context where that that is the case it, and uh, I, I do feel like the, the whole concept of marriage and the, and the unionship of it should definitely be revised and, and certain things like this especially if you're going into a relationship that should be definitely discussed into that as well i was chatting with somebody whose wife worked for the united nations oh nice and he says 
more and more the women in the high, uh, the, the people in the high positions are all women. Mm. So their partners are all men. They come to the United Nations and they're not allowed to work because part of their visa stipulates that they're not allowed to work. Oh. So you've got a whole lot of men who are partners in the complete opposite. This is amazing. And because of, of the fact that they're promoting more and more women, mm. uh, whether it be consciously or not, yeah. it's inverting everything. Absolutely. Um, and it's creating a new kind of partner in the same way. Let's go to Moan Goodwood. Mo, good morning. Hi, good morning. Yeah, uh, sorry, I, I wanted to um, add to this. I was actually in a, a, a relationship where our, uh, the woman was earning about four to five times more than what I was. Yes. <gasps> four to five. <laughs> You've just knocked Molly Bongwe off his chair. <laughs> He's nearly having a heart attack. He's having hot flashes. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, but... <laughs> For me, the money was never an issue. Mm. Uh, the problem was, what was the issue was she kept um, feeling, making herself small and dumbing herself down. And I, that, that was what he used to say. I said, uh, you know, I, I, I believe that, you know, if you feel powerful, you should be powerful. Absolutely. Right? And especially when it came to people, um, you know, around us, it, it always mattered what other people were thinking or saying was, 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 was an issue for her. And my belief is what others think and say about you is none of your business. Mm. Right? So that is what, what brought the relationship down, was that she kept on bringing herself down. Mm. And I, I just find it incredible. Well, I also find it sexy when a woman is intelligent and, um, uh, you know, really being powerful. Ah, oh, Mo, you are my favorite person right now. You really... <laughs> Arnold, you are... what do you think? Wow. You know what, Nay? It, it all changes sometimes when you get older as well. I, I remember, um, as I said before, I grew up and my dad was by far the biggest breadwinner of the household. Mm. And then as I got older, it switched, actually. Mm. My mom started to get degrees left, right, and center. And she just went up and up and up in her career to the point where she earned almost more than double than my, than my dad. Mm. And I, I don't know if it affected him, but... They definitely weren't the happy couple they were before. Yeah. But yeah, to be fair, he did grow up in a whole different time, and that was sure probably left some scars. If you yeah. know what I mean. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this this is another point that I think that Mo uh, definitely. Uh, uh, enlightened for me that the issue of uh, feeling like people are saying things about you I think that's the one issue that some women uh, face is that you feel isolated in this in this world where you are now this person where you feel like you know people are saying things about you and you find that a lot of people in your own family somewhat abandon you because they feel like they can't reconnect with you and they have certain opinions about your marriage because they come from this particular patriarchal system themselves so they only know a certain way as to how to be in a relationship and they impart that on you and somewhat make you feel less than uh, within your relationship as well. So that's also definitely a big, big uh, part of it as well, is the people that surround you mm. that also impart their own opinions of you as well. Now, Mo, what did you do when, when you felt she, she was dumbing down? Um, I tried to encourage her. I tried to speak, you know, tried to get her to do self-help um, uh, programs if she didn't want to learn from me. Mm. Um, but what also was happening was there was also the fear, like um, um, you were saying now, that about the family abandoning. Mm. Uh, there was also the family issue. And for me, if, if, if the family can't accept you for who you are, move on, because your, fr- your true friends become your family. I agree. 
I completely agree because you, you, you define what family is at the end of the day. Exactly. But and in I, many ways, I mean, you, Andy, you were talking about a cultural context. Mm. That's often easier said than done. True. Very true. But I mean, you, you take what you can get because yes. if, if people are going to abandon you, you can't live your life yeah. trying to make people understand. Yes. You, you really could, could uh, be in your coffin by that time. And, and th- that's just a waste of time. Mm. No, but the thing is, if you're going to, if, like I always say, if you're going to worry about people abandoning you, you know, rather let the negative people abandon you because you can, you can create powerful groups around yeah. you. And uh, you're never going to live your life. You're never going to go out, get out there and say, right, I need to do this. I want to do this. Mm. It's always, okay, I need to do this because of somebody else. You're mm. never honoring yourself. Absolutely. And, and that is, that is what, 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 what I believe. People should honor themselves. It's not about how much money you have. It's, it's the honor that you give to yourself. And if you are powerful, then be powerful. If you, believe, if you have intelligence, use the intelligence because it's a talent you have. Oh. Man, Mo, once again, I'm in love with you. That's it. (laughs) You just made my Valentine's Day. (laughs) Look at that. I knew something good would come out of this. But Andy, you were also saying your father almost implied if it means being on your own, so be it. Absolutely. Almost as if this is the consequence. And Mm. we're moving into a day where it's all about couples. Yeah. Um, And it's very easy to say, well, it's, you know, I, I mean, I'm single. I'm happy that people, uh, if if they want to buy into Valentine's yeah. Day, that's fine. Not everyone does. And that's also part of your relationship. Mm. I, don't, I don't think it's got anything to do with me. It's just not my thing. Absolutely. But some people are tortured by it. Mm. So how do we get past that? Sure. Because well, I'm talking about rich, independent, mm. intelligent women mm. who are tortured by the fact that they don't have a partner to, tonight. Yeah. I think for me, honestly speaking, I, I, I am of the thinking that, you know what, having or being in a relationship is only one aspect of your life. If you can look at all the other aspects and say, you know what, I am really doing everything I can to fill my cup and I, I'm, I'm really fulfilling my fullest potential. And you can say that, you know what, every day I can sit and say, you know what, I did, I did incredible things with this day and I, and I really did fulfill the very best that I could. I think you should be satisfied with that because having a relationship isn't all that. You know, you could be with somebody that you are absolutely miserable with, but you still say that you love them. But it's also only one aspect. And also, you know, being in a relationship could be the one most debilitating thing in your life. It could be, I don't know how to explain it, but like for me, I definitely think who you choose as your partner is the most crucial part because it not only is a reflection on you, but also it's something that is, it has such a huge impact into how you tap into all the other parts of your life and the energy you put into that and and, um, just how you see yourself and what you impart into the next generation being your kids as well. So Mm. it's not something, It's companionship shouldn't just be uh, a thing to have somebody you should really, really think as to who it is that you want and whether or not they're worth waiting for. If if you're in a context where you you now need to either date down or date up, that's if that if that is your context, I say you know what, live with it, and and really, really make sure that you fill your cup. But it isn't yeah. even the way we we're labeling it, setting people up. We're dating down and we're dating up. True. Why don't we just say we're dating? Period. Because the minute you label it, it's almost the implication I'm not good enough mm. or I am too good. Absolutely. And then we and then we we wondering why people are having their noses out of joint. I agree. I think that you definitely have a very true point on that. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, a salary is, you know, it's it's something you get. And if you're doing uh, the, 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 the scenario you're pointing, mm. you should be following your passion. Yeah. It should be something that's, that is, is not what drives you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you should be with a partner who gets that. Mm. Now, if your partner is perhaps in a developmental stage with his his career, mm. there might be a time when you're needing to support him. And we all get stuck sometimes yeah. when we when we haven't we haven't got to the point that perhaps our partner mm. has. Um, and there are many women who've supported men while they are going through their university yeah. or they're writing their book that never gets published, for example. Um, <laughs> It doesn't mean to say that they might not be rich and famous mm. and successful. Yeah. It's also a, the aspect of, of dating someone's potential, you know. Mm. Um, I'm actually watching the series Insecure, which pretty much that is a huge part of of, of the character's, uh, um, what's the word, context, in that mm. um, she now is with this person who, number one, just lost their job, looking for another job, just not being successful, and he's pretty much being a bum at home. And she's like, should I be with this person? I've been with them for five years now. Should I wait until you know things really pop off also waiting for his book to be published it's it's just so many issues mm. but then once again it's the aspect of do i believe in this person's dreams and their potential and are they showing me that you know they really are working towards that um and that they that they live a full life and and they do not don't let this particular uh, aspect um take away from them living their, their their full potential, whether it means that at this point my career isn't actually moving the way I want it to go because I know it's out of my control. So, yeah. You guys have been quite quiet. Do you want to <laughs> say anything? Yeah, it's all, it's you know, uh, but, but I think, Lindsay, you mentioned something there. It's not about dating up or dating down. Mm. You know, it's, 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 it's I'm dating. It's, it's all in the language. Mm. Um, we don't realize just how much our internal language actually becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. Um, you know, uh, I've just written a whole book about that, uh, about the internal language that even the word need, we're using the word need, is actually we end up being in a state of need. Mm. You know, we need to state what we want. I want to be with you. But if, you, if a person tells me, I, I, need, I need you to be in my life, then I'm saying, well, then you're in a state of need. You're going to be in constantly needing mm. when you powerfully choose you know the, the, that you want to be with somebody from a powerful a place of power then then you actually actually end up having a more happier relationship mm. than than uh than that need and also you were talking about um you know the the guy who becomes where, where he's, he's lost his job and the woman is supporting him yeah there was a time when my career came crashing down and I needed that support. Mm. But what, what, what happens is that a lot of the, the, the men out there don't actually realize that they need therapy during that session time because of the depression that they're feeling because it's the, the, the ego that's been harmed. Mm. And mm. I think men are afraid of therapy for some reason. You know? um, okay, I think we might have lost Arnold now. Yeah. Um, we, we also lost Carla. She, her battery was down. Um, okay. So, okay, Mo, we're down to you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, we, uh, I just lost my train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I had that experience. And, and um, I think, I think, and I actually, it's a mistake that I've learned from is that it's okay to ask for help. Mm. Um, it doesn't mm. matter whether you're male or female. We, if we can, you know, just say, okay, fine, we're human beings. And, 
uh, there's nothing wrong with help. It doesn't make you less of a man to ask for that help. Yeah. Uh, well, I uh, think Kaketsu also just, you know, for me, put it in a nutshell. I mean, you, you need to talk about it. This absolutely. is a relationship, you know. And I remember uh, being in a sort of uh, startup stage with someone and he said to me, well, you know, my perception is that you're you're ahead and you seem to have your life sorted and mm. you've got everything under control. And, and I just don't think I've, I've got there yet. Mm. And he felt he didn't want to be the guy um, who was who was with me until he had something to bring to the party. Mm. And it was a little bit of what Mo was saying is sometimes you, you get into a little bit of dip. You haven't yeah. you haven't reached that point when you actually can say, I'm feeling good about myself. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Whether or not you've got money or property or all those things. Um, he, he needed to have accomplished something mm. before he felt he could be of substance in the relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love what Mo brought up is, is, the, is the, the part of, of therapy because that you can find in, in your circle of friends and in, in people who are older people who have more experience in terms of marriage to really mentor you into that as well. And I, I, I find the, the part of therapy and the, and the purpose of it to really rewrite that internal dialogue that you were talking about, the things that we have been socialized into that, you know, I do believe that, you know, culture is a moving thing. We do somewhat mm. say that it's, it's a stagnant thing or we perceive it rather as a stagnant thing that um, just because, you know, the the men that we have been raised to know have uh, prescribed to a certain way of being, that that's not the 21st century man. You know, we need to somewhat revise that and somewhat evolve with that as well. And that's that's the part where culture really needs to start somewhat stepping up in, in terms of really, really showing and, and, and uh, socializing young men into the right context and also so that they can actually really fit into this 21st century world mm. because you're going to get left behind. You can't just live a life where you assume that a woman's going to get uh, uh, paid less than you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Emotion is a choice. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, um, I remember uh, when, 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 you know, I, I was in a complete situation where I was living in complete poverty sure. and it's only when I chose to, to, to change my emotion did, 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 did everything change. Mm. So it does, I, I think what, what happens is when we go into relationships, we carry all, the, all that baggage with us and not knowing that we have a choice. And, you know, I always say I as a male, I wish as a child, I was cho- cho- taught that we have the right, we have the ability to choose what we want to feel. Mm. And, and it's okay for boys to cry. Absolutely. But, but Mo, don't you think it's very different if you're in a relationship and say, for example, you haven't achieved or you've lost your job or something like that. For mm. whatever reason, you are no longer the one who is the breadwinner um, for whatever reason. Mm. Versus the scenario where you are you are entering the potential of a new relationship mm. and you haven't even started. You haven't even got a sense of this person. Mm. Um, because the reality is anyone can get depressed at any time. Yeah. Um, so men are expected to see their women through postpartum depression. Mm. Um, we, we get that. Um, we're, we're kind of implying that this is a situation that men don't even go into the mm. relationship because mm. they're threatened by it. They, they might not even step up to the plate yeah. to give the woman a chance. Yeah. Um, and it's almost as if they're bringing that along so that they're – even if she gave them the chance, it's it's what they're bringing that's Absolutely. going to be the issue. Yeah, I, I think you know what's lacking is is, is communication and and um, especially with the way the thing you know we we talk about perception, 
And the problem with perception is that we, um, when we, we, perception causes us to create an exaggerated story. For example, when you perceive something, if two of us had to go on holiday to the same place and do the same tour, and we come back, and we both write a story on that holiday, it will be two different stories. Mm. Because what happens during perception is, is, is we delete that which is not important to us. You know, we just take in what is important to us. So what happens is when we, when we process it to our visual cortex and our, our auditory cortex, we distort that information. Mm. So we create a generalized view of, of what is going on. And this is how, how people end up in arguments. For example, you know, if you're in the kitchen and you drop a glass, what happened is all of that happened is the, you, you, knocked the, you dropped the glass. But, mm. but, but oh, you're so stupid. You're so clumsy. How can you leave the glass there? Or how can you not, not see that the glass was there? Yeah. You go into that exaggerated story, but what actually really happened was you just turned and knocked the glass or you dropped the, gla- the glass slip from your hand. Mm. Now, instead of sticking to that story, I mean, sticking to what actually happened, we tend to bring up everything else into it. Mm. And that is where, where the biggest problem com- uh, comes in. That's what I, I find that uh, we create too many exaggerated stories rather than seeing what it, what, what it, for, what it is. And the other problem is we're not hearing each other. Mm. We listen to each other, but we're not hearing each other. Um, because we, know, we don't understand that, uh, you know, this is, I don't know if you've ever read on uh, Dr. John Kappas' work, uh, the, Im- the emotional and physical suggestibili- suggestibility. No. <laughs> um, what happens is we, we, either, we either process our, uh, what we, we, the information that we're receiving via sound, we either process it through literal information or inferred information. So a person who's an emotional suggestibility actually responds to inferences. For example, if I was to say, can you tell me your name? And if you're an emotional suggestibility, you would, say, you would just say your name, my, like my name is Mo. Or if I'm a physical suggestibility, then I'll say, yes, I can tell you my name. So I'll, give you, I'll take it in literally that you're asking me a question, can you tell me your name, which is a question, and then I'll give you an inferred answer. And this is what they, they're finding more and more, that because um, the, suggest, the way people are taking in information is also causing the problem. So once we start to understand that if the partner is taking it literally, then we need to make literal statements. But if the partner is taking it in, in, in inferences, then we need to make infer, inferred statements. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not an easy thing to do, but it actually also is part of the problem of why, why we're actually talking at each other rather than to each other. Sure. Wow. I think this issue of communication for me is a huge, huge part because I, I, for me, I think as a woman in a relationship, I would definitely uh, appreciate a man saying, you know what? Uh, I love you. We are in this context or, the, or this particular situation now where you are now earning more than me. And just openly say, you know what, I actually do not know how to handle this. Mm. Uh, help me through it. Let's work through it. Because uh, you acknowledging that you cannot handle it, that's only step one. You know, you now have th- have to make the decision whether or not you want to work through it or move on to somebody else, to something that you actually know. Somewhat of the, the fear of the unknown, you know. Uh, and, and you need to now decide whether or not it's worth, you know, going into to and, and working through that uh, to be able to find a medium where you can now coexist and actually thrive together as a couple. Uh, sorry, was that... No, I was just 
piggybacking on your point on the communication yeah, point. No, no, it, it's actually true because um, we, we, we need to find effective ways of communicating. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think also, and I'm speaking from my own experience as, as a male, we were never allowed to express ourselves. Yeah. And you, talk, you spoke about, especially when it came to cultural issues mm. or, or religious backgrounds. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I was fortunate to have gone to boarding school, which was a multiracial school. Mm. So I, you know, I mixed with a lot of different cultures and, yeah. and, and, and religious. So I left my religion and that was a huge problem. So I wasn't just facing apartheid. I was facing the condemnation mm. of, of, of having left a, left a religion. So I was going through two types of prejudice. And that also causes one to become emotionless because you're going through that, that, you know, as a teenager where you're not allowed to express yourself. And I think that's, that's the other problem that, that we take into, into, um, into relationships. And just, you know, talking about Dr. John, Dr. John Kappas's work as well, what he also researched, that this is about 40 years of research that he did. And what he also found is that if, if a child does not have a relationship with the father, especially between the age of 8 and 14, it will dictate their future relationships. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, you know, their future relationships would, would generally end up being uh, broken relationships. Mm. Um, so it's also, that also does have, uh, play a role in, 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 in uh, how our future relationships uh, turn out. Absolutely. It's just the point of how men are socialized into being, whether it's how they've they've been raised, uh, the advertising around it as well. It really is an all-hands-on-deck kind of of approach where you need to dismantle these uh, particular systems that are at play and to really get to a place where uh, we really are prepared for the 21st century woman. Mo, thank you very much for joining the conversation. Um, It's quite nice having these four-ways and five-way conversations. I like that. It's really a lot of fun. Yeah, because everyone just chips in. Exactly. Um, And uh, hello and thank you, Mo. <laughs> you must have thought that's very nice of her to thank me, but I can't speak. Thanks, yeah. Mo. Appreciate your comment. Okay, can I can I just close off with something? Absolutely. Okay, I just want to tell the guys out there. You know what? You, you know whether the, whether your 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 wife or, or girlfriend is earning more than you, you're not in a relationship because of the money. Appreciate her who, mm. for who she is. See her as a human being and, 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 and try and communicate with her on that level. Oh, go, brother. <laughs> right. Happy Valentine's Day, Mo. How are you doing? <laughs> I mean, now that we are here. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, thank you so much. I thank hope you're going to join me, me again. Absolutely. Yeah, this has been a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah. 